It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Chills. Well, if you listen to everyone, it's all over. It's doom, it's gloom, it's despair. It's all over for Chelsea. We're finished as a football club. Are we, Eck? Anyway, just to discuss all the problems, we have Mr. Gary Gabby Hayes. Hello. Hello, who was so late just now that he was saying he was almost as late as a Gary Cahill challenge, but that's another matter. So only slightly late. Only slightly late, but studs up. Um, anyway, and we have Mr. Seb Fontaine. Hey, how you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Good, good. summer? Amazing. Good, good, good. And then for those two people who love him dearly on Twitter... He's back. <laughs> He's the man who surely will be annoyed at what's happened this week. It's Mr. Andy Saunders. Why'd you leave me so last? What? To give you the big build-up. Oh. You, you got but the you star looked at me and then you talked to Sue. Yeah, I know. Confused you, though, didn't you? did confuse me. I yeah, was I about gave, to... Yeah. Giving you the star well, build-up. you think you'd been in Ibiza for a while? <laughs> did you have to think about it? <laughs> I did have to think about it for a while. <laughs> um, this season, we've teamed up with Labbrooks, and we'll be bringing you plenty of specials. Our first is bet £5, get £20. This means if you deposit £5, Labbrooks will, da- will add another 20 to your account. As a listener to this podcast, you can get this by following the link at bet chelseapodcast.net we'll be tweeting the bet five pound get 20 pound link adding it on our facebook and we've put it in the description of this podcast too back to football um last week we were talking about this air of disgruntlement about chelsea from the fans seemingly some of the players and inside the club and the journos everyone saying things are not right there it's been a very weird transfer window we talked about the fact that actually we've bought some very good players um we've sold some that maybe we should have waited till later um so i just want to start with you andy um about the transfer window how do you feel it's gone so far i mean 
the transfer window is in the window this week because they're talking about changing the system. But how do you think it's worked for us so far this season? Well, it hasn't worked particularly well for us, but it's not over. You know, it's not over till for 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 a little while yet. And you know, Simon Johnson in the Standard tonight is saying that we're still in for Sandro. There's obviously talks going on about Oxlade Chamberlain. There's three or four other, you know, Di Roberto, uh, you know, from Barcelona. Uh, there's there's a whole bunch of um, you know sort of plates spinning at the moment. I think obviously we've bought a player in Bakayoko that's not fit but he's a good player and will be a good player for us Morata I think has been a good buy and will be a good buy and we'll come and talk about his performance on Saturday but I think he's you know more than adequate response from the problem that is Costa I'm sure we'll come on and talk about that as well but you know I mean you know looking at the uh, at, at the circumstances surrounding the club at the moment you could easily say it's not been a good transfer window will it end up being a good transfer window maybe you know I think it may be ending up it, you know it might end up being a good transfer window I'm not buying this oh we've sold all these players it's a terrible thing you know these players you can't just be standing in the queue at Marks and Spencer's thinking I'll have some Percy Pigs and just like grabbing everything in front of you on an impulse buy and then hoarding it these are players that want to play now in retrospect you know, with twenty twenty hindsight, looking back and going, oh, maybe we shouldn't have sold Ake. Maybe we shouldn't have sold Chalaba. Maybe we shouldn't have sold these players. But these players were never going to be, I don't think, the future of the club. And I certainly don't think they would have been the future of this season once those players have got back fit. So, you know, this kind of hysterical, panicking, everybody losing their head, it's all gone horribly wrong. Calm down. Yeah. Just calm down. Even though the transfer window is open, though, a lot of the big name signings have all disappeared. We've been left at the altar a couple of times. Do we have the right team in place to make sure that we have a decent transfer window at an, at, you know, next year? Because I'm not sure we do. What do you mean by that? I, 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 don't, I don't think... I mean, that Lukaku saga went on for ages. Mm. I mean, ages. Why did it take so long? To, for a player that wanted to come to us, a, a, a club that wanted to sell, why did we draw it out so long that someone could steal him off us? Well, well that was because of the agent, because Chelsea didn't want to deal with Raiola, and which I agree with, because they didn't want to pay him his extortionate right. fee that he gets. So not only are you paying Everton 70, 75 million, you're paying a, a greedy agent a certain amount of money, which United were willing to do. So there's, there's those issues. But then at the same time... It's, it's well, then almost, why bother going for him? <coughs> well, there, there well is I think that, you can have then, the conversation. I mean, the conversation was going on, but, you know, if Manchester United want to pay a premium and want to pay over the top and, and want to pay, you know, stupid money to, to get in the market, then that's absolutely fine. And nobody has a divine right to sign this player. I mean, he's got free will as well. I mean, if they come along with him with more money, an agent, you know, an agent fee that he's acceptable, and uh, a transfer fee that Everton want, then that that's that's the transfer I mean, business. This transfer window is nuts as well. It is I mean, nuts. It, it is. It is this is probably the most ridiculous transfer window I've ever witnessed. And, and j just to go back to Lukaku, in a way, is that Chelsea fans have been spoiled for the last you know ten to fifteen years because when Abramovich first came on the scene, you know, um, we signed Veron that summer, Joe Cole, Glenn Johnson, Damian Duff. You know, so many players, and Chelsea are able to get those players. Why? Because they just completely bullied everyone with money. And now they're, they don't want to be bullied by agents anymore. They're paying the price in a way. But, you know. Hey, look, Morata wasn't cheap. It's not as if we've no, been no, skimping on, on this. Can I just say? I think what Chelsea are trying to do is they're trying to run their transfer business with, you know, an, an element of sense, but they're doing it. At a time when all sense has gone out the window, because like Seb says, it's just completely crazy. Yeah, and I, I would say, you know, I said it last week, and I said it the moment we signed him. For me, Morata is going to be wonderful. I, he's he's already shown, and we'll talk about him in a bit, but he's already shown what he could be about for us. And I think, you know, Lukaku is actually a perfect striker for Man U because the one thing they've missed is somebody who'll 
bang the ball in in the penalty area against the lower sides. And he showed against West Ham that's what he does. I just think we may play in a bit too more of an intelligent way for him and it may not have worked out. So uh, for me, it's a red herring, the whole Lukaku thing. I'm glad we didn't get him. I'm delighted we got Morata. And I think, you know, this transfer window, I I think there's so many twists and turns to come. I mean, there's this whole thing uh, that's come out about the Premier League wants to stop the transfer window before the start of the season from next year. Only between Premier League clubs. Yeah. Well, they can't do it to Europe because Europe have their own rules. So Mm. yet again, you can't even have a Brexit from the transfer window properly in this country so um, you know it's you know, we're, st- we're still linked with Danny Drinkwater we're still linked with Van Dyke. we're still linked with Cancelo we're still linked with Serge Aurea from uh, from PSG I mean you know there's lots of um, you know there's lots of potential signings on the table I think we should make a judgment at the end of the agree, you know yeah. the fact that we, it would have been nice it would have been nice to have our business done pre-season so we got a pre-season you know we had a, we had a season like that when we did Fabregas early Costa and, we, and, Fabregas and oh, yeah, it was brilliant and all before the it was great the pre-season matches it was great but you know that should have been the template these are complex international commercial deals that involve all sorts of different rights and you know I think it's unfair to you know to sort of say to Chelsea they've had a bad transfer window the transfer window isn't over it is and at this stage last season you know everyone was bemoaning the fact that Chelsea hadn't made many signings and then on transfer deadline day they pull off two signings that were laughed at at a time and they're two signings that pivotal yeah. One Chelsea did, well didn't win Chelsea title solely, but were a major major reasons for Chelsea winning the title. And and now you know just to go, I, I'm sure we'll touch on upon it with Gary Cahill. But now you know David Luiz this time last year was being laughed at. Yeah. And now fans are demanding he's the captain. You know, it, it's just it's amazing how quickly things turn. And well, it's amazing how football fans yeah, turn exactly, as well. Exactly. You know, and, and, and we'll you know, get on to Cahill to go, in well, a bit. To go to Andy's point that the transfer window isn't shut, so don't judge. Chelsea's window yet you know like we said last week Matic going to United people are complaining about it for some strange reason but until if Chelsea invest that money it could be an amazing sale yeah, yeah, look, I think Matt, I think Matic so far from what I've seen of him, I certainly watched the game for Man United. Looked really good for Man United. But, he looked like the Matic that but, we bought. And, and you know, I'm a big supporter of Matic. I'm, 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 you know, I'm somebody that's really stood up for Matic, even in his you know sort of slightly darker days. Um, but he didn't have a brilliant season for us last season. No, he, he wasn't didn't. amazing. I think Bakayoko's an upgrade. I think that's a really mm. good signing. Yeah, the fact that the fact that he isn't fit at the moment is neither here nor there. I think he will be fit in the coming weeks, and he will be an upgrade. Yeah. and you know, so, and so, he's so seven so, years Matic's junior. So. Exactly, and we got a lot of money for Matic. And he looks damn cool as well. Did you see him coming into the ground um, against Burnley? He looked like the he looked like the business. We're having sorry, sir. We're having this conversation on the back of a disappointing game. You know, we had Hazard and Pedro injured. No Terry, no Costa, no Matic. Moses suspended. That's half the team. That's half the team that won the title last year. And Bakayoko still recovering from injury. Morata not fully match fit. Cahill and Fabregas out the next game. You know, it is a little bit doom and gloom. But, you know, judging the team on what's been a appalling, uh, you know, Saturday and appalling, um, you know, set of circumstances, I think it's a bit unfair. I think we need to calm down. And Chelsea fans are doing also, not all Chelsea fans, some Chelsea fans are doing what some Chelsea fans do, which is losing their shit well, yeah, over circumstances. Yeah, but yeah. You, you know what? Half these people will love it. They like having something to moan about. Yeah. Have you seen this Not My Captain? Oh, I, I, luckily, I've, I have not seen it other than what it, you it, two it's, have it's been tweeting about it. I've seen some, as I was coming here um i was going through some tweets and there's 
there's a guy who claims to be at Chelsea every other Saturday who's been tweeting me saying knob, knob, knob to tweets I did two years ago about Quadrado. I was thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, you idiot. If you were there, if, you, if you're really there every other Saturday at Stanford Bridge, you're telling me I was a knob for criticising Quadrado and saying what a poor signing he was. But then you have the temerity to actually criticise Gary Cahill, a player who has won everything at Chelsea, but not only won it by being on the bench, has won it as a pivotal part of that team and won the Chelsea won the title last season with him as captain from the 1st of October right to the very last game. He was the captain that led that team. And yes, he makes mistakes. And you know, and I've got to get on to Cahill and the comparison of Aspera now because it's another thing. Oh, give Dave the captaincy and he never makes mistakes. He never does this. He never does that. Cahill was rightly sent off on Saturday. Oh no, Aspera was lucky. He was lucky. But, but on that, well, just just Aspera right? So Cahill was sent off for a stupid challenge and a challenge that he was deservedly sent off for. I, I wouldn't say deservedly, but well, yeah. I, I, I'll I, take I your think point. so. But I'll take your point. And then, it was a red. But then, and everyone's saying, oh, because I've said, you know, Cahill's the man for the job and, you know, he Aspilicueta, yeah, yeah, everyone's talking about him, but I think Cahill would be a better, better captain and all the rest of it. And they're saying, but Aspilicueta doesn't make the mistakes he makes. Rewind two years ago, these people's short memories, because when Chelsea played, it was October, and Chelsea played against Crystal Palace and they ended up winning the game 2 0. And at, at the time, I think it was 0 0. And Aspilicueta got sent off for a ridiculous lunge in the same way that um, Cahill did. And that jeopardised Chelsea at a time when they were picking up a bit of momentum in the title race and they were away to Palace, a ground where Chelsea's title challenge this year before had unravelled when John Terry got that own goal. They were up against it, you know, with a team that was in their face. And Aspilicueta made a stupid challenge, got sent off. But luckily for, for him, Chelsea ended up you know, negotiating the, the game. I think they won 2-1 or 2-0. And, uh, you know, but it, it was a team that got through it because you had Drogba there, you had Terry there, and you had other experienced heads. And what happened on Saturday is that when, he went, when Cahill got sent off, you know, it all went to shit because there, were, there aren't enough leaders in that team like, that have been in the past. But to say that no player makes mistakes is ridiculous. It, it and Alfred Aquetta has yeah. made the same mistakes as what Cahill has made. It's just that for some reason people want to grind this axe against him because he isn't this, this glamorous name, this, you know, he, he doesn't have this flamboyant surname or all the rest of it. And it's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And also as well, I thought Aspilicueta was lucky early doors when he went lunging in. Didn't yeah. even get booked for it, you know. But I mean, he, he I thought he could have easily got sanctioned for that. Yeah, absolutely. For the early doors. And but, Aspil- you know, I mean, Aspilicueta, the other thing about Aspilicueta is... you love... I do love, but he's he's had a pretty poor pre-season and start of a season. He's not looked right yet, you know. Not many of them have. Not many of them have, which I think is a very interesting thing, which makes me think, do we think that this pre-season that we keep getting taken away to these far distant places actually does us any good because we didn't really play that many games we played three games over a long period of time and then we're backwards and forwards you've got Morata who's not fit basically because he's still jet lagged from all the work with Madrid and, and what have you maybe we should be thinking I know it's a monetary exercise but do you think we just do too much and it just disarms us for the season I think it it, it, you know Nike will demand it of you if you're going to collect that kind of money I don't think you have the chance chance not to be doing all these things you know I think you live you know that's what you get when you take that when you take that coin when you're an elite football team playing in a global you know sort of TV market you you have to do that stuff I mean I think we can moan about it and say that you know that it's it's not good for the team I mean the NFL come and play a regular season game over here you know it's it's branding it's global branding it's 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 the reality I don't think you think it's an argument Okay, well, on that note, let's go to a bit of branding of our own. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Okay, so Andy, where do we take it? Where do we take the discussion about Burnley? 
I suppose it all starts. Well, should we look at the team? Yeah, first? I was going to say. Yeah, because I mean, you know, obviously Courtois and goal, uh, Rudiger, Cahill, and, and Luis, um, uh, uh, Aspilicueta, Alonso, Fabregas, and Kante, William, Batshuayi, and Boga. Poor old Boga. <laughs> oh, I, I felt so sorry for him. And, and actually, that's a very interesting place to, to start. We've seen a lot of people slagging off Chelsea for the youth policy, that we get people to a certain level, then we sell them and knock them out or put them on loan or do this or do that. Jeremy Boger comes in. I've heard, A, people going, well, he wasn't much cop, what little I saw of him. And B, well, there you go. That's what happens when Chelsea get youngsters in there. Oh, he come off straight away. I mean, it was unfortunately, he was obviously the player who's going to have to go off because of the Cahill situation. But therein lies the rub with this youth system concern of everyone. You know, I mean... When I saw the team, I thought, that's all right. That'll do the job. That's fine. I mean, I thought... Feel, you didn't feel Boga was the sacrificial lamb in Conte's... Wave flag waving to the board. Like, oh, I need some more players. I'm not buying that. You're not buying that. No. no. I, 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 who I else could managers are that calculated? I think it makes I for a know. good. I think it makes for a good agenda and a good narrative. But I don't think he's that much of a gambler because that's a hell of a gamble to gamble with your. Say, ultimately, he knows he's at a club that <laughs> look, look, he's, he's going to get sacked. He's a he's decent not player. Matches. He's on the fringes of the. You know, it's not that kind of gamble, but it is kind of saying, you see, you know, I am that short of players that. Well. I think he didn't have Pedro. He didn't have Hazard. No, no, get it. And you know, so he, he needed a he needed, he, needed a cre- <laughs> he needed a creative player out on the wing. And Boga's done well in preseason. He's, yeah, he's, he's had a couple of decent t- games in preseason. I think it had, had Musonda not got injured during preseason, it would have been him starting because he's ahead of him in the pecking order. Yeah, and he came and on. Batshuayi, didn't he? Batshuayi's looked really good in preseason. But was he was absolutely he hold the ball up. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, this is not individual player blaming, but he was. Absolutely I, I terrible. I can understand on Saturday. why everyone was so upset that Murata didn't start when he's not had the full preseason no. with us. I couldn't understand why people were so upset. About Even that. Shearer coming out with it doesn't make any sense yeah, to me. I didn't understand well, why that know. seems to have baffled anyone. He's why not can't had, he have a yeah. shave as well? Shearer? Because it, it, and this is the issue with the social media generation. And yeah, I am generalising by talk, and I'm being ageist, but the, the demographic on social media is of a certain age and when you're at that age you are generally a moron and <laughs> and that's what it is because you talking about me yeah but just gen- generally speaking because oh Ali's been flamed mor- moronic statements it's just idiots just, you just, I, just I just can't go on it at the moment because it's just full of just but even Shearer idi- right. uh, uh, but the point is and I was going to say about Shearer's um, punditry is that there's a tendency with, with, with pundits and a certain generation across social media, they look at names and they look at names that look good in a FIFA 17 lineup. And you look and you think, look, get back to reality for a moment. You know, and, and you're talking about pre-season and it's interesting about pre-season because the years when Chelsea have been successful more recently, they've gone on these, you know, um, tours of America or the Far East, but they've had a grounding in the UK first. So when we won the title in 2015, 2014, straight after the World Cup, we did three weeks in, in England and we played um, Wickham, AFC mm. Wimbledon and another game behind closed doors. And I, I went to those games and I saw the way Jose was doing it in the way of drilling certain players. And that led over because they, they played in Austria as well. And that carried over into the season where they really got fit because they weren't travelling. And then the season after that, they go to America, no pre-season properly. Players don't get fit, start the season, you know, like Dross and you know, all the rest happens. You know, last summer... Conte takes the players to Austria. You see the fitness gets there. They go to America and they come, they come back a better team. And then this year, the trend from two years ago has sort of happened and you can see it with the team. And he's even raised concerns that the players are tired. So when you see Morata, you know, Kerry and I spoke about this just on the phone recently, that he was in LA with Madrid. 
He goes to London to sign for Chelsea. Then he has to fly to, to Singapore, Singapore to train. You know, so his body clock's all over the shop. He's training this intense heat. Then he comes back to London. Then he has to go to Madrid to get some belongings. Then he goes back to London. And he does all this in like three weeks. And I'm sure Seb as a DJ would be mm. absolutely shattered. And I flew back from Copenhagen yesterday. I'm knackered, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm, Seb you know, doesn't even Seb, have to kick a ball, do you? Yeah, exactly, you know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure Seb, yeah. you know, with his jet-set lifestyle, no, understands jet lag and being knackered. And imagine what it's like for a player that has to run around for 90 minutes in hot weather. You know, Morata wasn't, was never going to start that game. He, he I, conceded yeah. that before the game as well. Yeah. Conte uh, did. What do we do about Batshuayi then? Because, you know... I, <sighs> You know, there was a whole thing about play batch why play him, why don't we play him? We paid all this money for him and then, you know, he's come off come on as a sort of impact sub at the end of last season, scored some goals and done well. You know, obviously West Brom he's, you know, scored the goal that effectively won us the league. Um, you know, and then I think sort of pre season and on Saturday, he's looked really poor. He looked like he has no presence. Nervous. He looks physically timid. He doesn't look like he's um, you know, uh, interested in, in in putting himself about. I, I think and, you all those, things that, all those things that, you know, all those things that we've been used there. to with Whisper His Name Costa, he doesn't have. Yeah. Um, and yet he's not running the channels and he's not doing the other stuff that, you know, would, that would differentiate him. So I think it's a big problem, Batshuayi. I don't know what you think. It's a Solskjaer problem that United had with him where he would come off Great the bench, off for 70 minutes. score all his goals yeah. and then he'd start matches and do nothing. Tour yeah. Andre flow. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. our flow. The, 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 yeah, is. exactly. We've got a flow. <laughs> yeah, the, but there's, there's certain players that... They can only play a certain way, and you know I, I rate Batshuayi, and I think in time I don't not rate him. I just haven't I think seen it. In time, it. he'll be a good player for Chelsea, but he can only play one way. And what you saw on Saturday was that Cahill went off, and that demanded the team play a okay. certain way, and it demanded the striker play a certain way. And Batshuayi didn't have the experience or the intellect to do that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. What it is. Okay, here's my thinking on Batshuayi. Preseason, he was. Fantastic. He was really good. He held the ball up well. He played people in. He took That's shots. That's why? Yeah. No. Against he Arsenal, did. he completely destroyed them. Yeah, he, he did. He was he brilliant. Did. And Arsenal. he did a lot more than he did. And then I think, I think as soon as we signed Morata, I think it disappeared. I think he was more comfortable when he didn't have anyone challenging or him challenging someone. Yeah, but that's never going to happen. No, exactly. <laughs> but I think get used to that wherever exactly. he goes. I, th- I, I would think say Bl- Arsenal were bloody awful that day. Yeah, for they a were. Start. They were terrible. Well, they had a makeshift team. Yeah, and they had a makeshift Chelsea, team. You know, and so, you know, there's an element of flat track bully about Batshuayi. You were, you know, were you playing Probably, against... Probably, but know, he looked out. better in pre-season. You, you had hope he was that a cricketer, he was going to He would go out and destroy bad bowling. Yeah, yeah, A decent bowler up against him, you know, he'd struggle. I think he's our reserve substitute you know he is our reserve player, I think substitute. he's good coming on after you know as, a, as an impact sub is Fabregas yes. you know he's brilliant coming on in the second half you know and dictating play teams are tiring but again with, with Sesk it, it depends what system they play him in if they play him in that two man midfield he's just not good enough not because he's not good enough but because his game doesn't suit that that's what I mean yeah he, he needs another player you know if Chelsea are playing a 3-5-2 Sesk is perfect because he can you know, flip yeah. back and front between those two holding players. So, you know, you look at it, the ideal situation for Sesk would be Bakayoko and Kante playing together yeah. with Sesk being, you know, the flair element to that. But then obviously you're losing something by, you know, by playing him. And, you know, how, how much do you indulge a player like Sesk? But then you see what he does 
and he warrants it. He has turned some games for us last season. I oh, know he's brilliant. Yeah. He's brilliant. But I'm but saying, no, I, I agree with you. Is he, is he a sometimes t- when a game's not been going right, we brought him on, and suddenly the the passes are better. That it's calmer in the midfield, but he, it starts to look like a luxury player. Then, well, I think what it is is that we are at the moment playing our subs bench, and we need to get him back on the bench and get people fit and people out of suspension and people bought to get in the first team. Well, Fabregas is a moot point anyway because obviously he got two yellow cards on Saturday, so he's out. And what did you think of that first card? Ridiculous. Did it annoy you? Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Why would c- you do I, it? Can I just say as well, I know yeah, I, I, I do get precious about Cahill because he's a player that I've, I haven't known on a personal level, but I've known on a professional level and I've got to... You know, know him pretty well. And you seem su- very friendly it, with him when we met him, yes. Gary. He's such an affable guy and he's such a you know, nice, timid guy. And it just really disappoints me. I'm not saying that Seth should be hung, drawn and quartered for what happened on Saturday, but the criticism of him for a red card that was completely ridiculous. I don't think it was a red card. I think it was a yellow. I'm sorry. I think it was a yellow. That's the point is that he gets his red card from an act of petulance and a late tackle. No, and I'm talking about Cahill. No, I think Cahill. Cahill was a yellow. No, no I think it was no, a red. red. No, but, you're entitled to your opinion. You could have got I'm, away. You, I, 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 you've seen people get away with it, but when you look at the slow motion replay and you see the studs up, and, and it, according studs to the up law, along the ground. according to the law, that was a red. And, and, and I the can thing see is why it was, he's got off lightly. He's I can got off see lightly. why it was given a red. I still think, for me, it was yeah. a yellow. You know, maybe I've got you know. You know what? The only the only Cahill colour spectacles. The ironic clapping from from Fabregas is the sooner all of that stamped out the game, I'm happier. So if it means one of our players gets sent off once I don't care it's just so I, it's ugly it's, it's horrible and the fake yellow cards the imaginary yellow cards I want that gone as well yeah, yeah. In, and that, that's what frustrates me about it was like I say I'm not trying to single out yeah, Sesk no. here and say Sesk should be oh. treated worse than Cahill or anything like that but it's just because he looks good on a FIFA lineup, he just got off lightly on, on social media and this is what do we think of... Uh, and, um, it could have, and it could have been a red on its own, that. I think, maybe, I think maybe from Fabregas's... Yeah. But it, it, was, you know, it, it wasn't him that changed the game. I think that's probably... So they probably just thought that Cahill changed the game in the but 13th sure, you know, minute. He, uh, what, listen, you know, you're, you're right. You know, Cahill changed the game, definitely. Get sending off. Two minutes but later, Cesc gets booked for that ridiculous... It's just, come yeah, on, get yeah, no, okay. There is that. Yeah, he should have kept it get together at the right yeah. time. I mean, but, but what we also have to look at is we then conceded three goals... Before half time, well, two of them identical. My next point was we were talking earlier on about David Luiz, you know, potentially for captain. He looked lost. When <laughs> he looked absolutely lost. It reminded me of the Brazil match when they lost six nil to Germany. You know, he just looked like a rabbit in the headlights. I mean, someone needed to take control of that game. So we're constantly told by pundits or, or, or so-called professionals that have, that have played the game that they do a lot of work in training on this scenario of going down to 10 men where you suddenly become more compact, you make the, the, make the, the pitch smaller, you, know, you, you, you work on it. And it looked like we hadn't done any work on it at all because uh. we conceded three goals before half-time. So if any blame is going to be apportioned, by, by all means, blame Cahill uh, for getting sent off. But blame the centre-backs for not defending yeah. properly. Agreed. And... and, and, and and Louise, if if he is potentially the you know the, the suitor for the position, Can I just he should you... have been vocal. He should have been manning that whole defence, and he didn't. Let me give you some stats. Sorry, I'm going to come back to you. Just a couple of stats, right, to depress you, right? <laughs> First time Chelsea have ever been three goals behind at <coughs> half time in the Premier League era. Chelsea are the only second, only the second reigning Premier League champions to lose the opening game of the following campaign. Obviously, Leicester did that last season. Chelsea are the first reigning Premier League champions to concede three goals in the opening game of the next season. 
Um, we're the first side to pick up two red cards on the opening day of a Premier League season. This is depressing. Yeah, you know it that. is. You know, the Blues... <laughs> Stop Blues now. What, what else two players <laughs> sent off in a game for the seventh time in the Premier League. Well, we've and had for the four first... red cards in the last three games. Yeah. yeah. Four red cards in three games. Well, you know. But, OK, I mean, let's look at the positives. What were the positives for us? Was Rudiger. Rudiger. I liked Thank him. you. I, li- I thought he looked good. I thought Christensen, once he settled down, he looks a Second half okay. turnaround was positive. Yeah, so the could way have won the game. Yeah. 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 Could have won, because had Morata not stolen that goal. Yeah, had Morata, I know, we, again, uh, Kerry and I spoke about this, yeah, you know. You could talk about all these factors, but I think to take, you know, it is really um, bit, a bit contrived, but they could have won the game 4-3, really, because had um, Morata not stolen the ball on the line from Christensen, that makes it 3-2. Obviously, David Luiz's goal 3-3, and then right at the very death, when Alonso smashes that ball across the box, Morata <sighs> makes that bad connection, and it goes the other way. If you put that in, it could have been 4-3. So yeah. I thought Alonso they, was good. They yeah. created enough. But at the same time, it was a complete shambles. Yeah. I, but if we take one thing out of the game, you have to take out that half an hour from Morata elevated us. And that's yeah. what you're looking for, yeah, your top, yeah, yeah. top players. That was, the creativity that came about from him being on that pitch was, it was massively That was a brilliant goal. I mean, it was a brilliant run. It was just a really intelligent piece of forward play. And, yeah. and, his, and his assist. Yeah. His little header onto yeah. Louise was yeah. fantastic. When was the last time you more saw that, that centre forward more of, of that, please. Flick him on for anyone to run onto. I can't remember. More, more well, of that, Zola please. and Poyet, probably. What do we think of Costa? You know, well, all... I think we'll talk about that in, the, in on Friday's podcast because we've got we, we're pretty much at the end of this one and discussing okay, all that. Right, okay. So I, I think you know, see you Friday. We, we've got to we've got to really just not worry overly. You know, uh, Rob Howard, who uh, exchanges tweets with us on Twitter, he said it's only the first bloody game, and I think he's absolutely right. You know. There's a lot going on. As you said, the window's open for another couple of weeks. We're still not sure who's going to be there in a couple of weeks. And for the first time, Conte has had problems with fitness, with suspensions. Last year, we breezed it. He's got it all in the first week. I don't think there's too much to worry about. How do you feel? Well, I also think we didn't start particularly well last season either. You no. know, we had those terrible results against Liverpool and Arsenal. You know, so it's not um, unprecedented that we could string a couple of results together and suddenly crisis at the bridge becomes potential champions. Yeah. You know, we know how fickle social media, how fickle the journalistic community is, how fickle pundits are. We only have to put three or four games together and suddenly it's like Conte's a genius. You know, he's got this team playing. You know, it's, uh, it, it's all back on track again. Yeah, just on Andy's point, on the 30th of September last year, Chelsea, I think, were eight points behind Manchester City. Changed the system against Hull on the 1st of October. Come Christmas, I think they were seven points clear of them. Just says it all. Yeah, absolutely. Well, on that note, um, it's good to see you all. Thanks for coming along. Uh, Don't forget, join us on Friday for the second podcast of the week where we'll be looking at the Tottenham game and we'll also be looking at what's been going on with Costa and various other shenanigans. Cheers, then. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. 
Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.